Well, it's over. The Golden State Warriors are your 2021-22 NBA champions. I'm recapping games 4, 5, and 6, as well as the latest trades and rumors, and a bit of a new book I'm reading. This is the 60th episode of the Boundless and Ballin' Podcast. What's good, everyone? It's Jordan Pekka, now one host of the Boundless and Ballin' Podcast. And man, oh man, do we have a lot to get to. First off, the usual NBA Finals recap. Starting off with Game 4, when Golden State tied it up with a 107-97 win, Steph Curry erupted for 43 points and 7 threes. Andrew Wiggins played really well also with uh, 17 points and 16 rebounds. Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown had 23 and 21 points, respectively. In Game 5, Golden State took the 3-2 lead, winning 104-94. Wiggins erupted for 26 points and 13 rebounds. He went 12 of 23 from the field and 0 of 6 from 3. And speaking of going goose egg from 3, Steph went 0 of 9 from downtown, his first game without a 3-point make since November 8, 2018, in a blowout loss to the Bucks. Still, Curry was very effective, having 16 points and 8 assists on Monday. And Game 6, the clincher, Golden State, taking their 7th title in franchise history, defeating the Leprechauns, 103-90. Finals MVP Steph Curry, deservedly so by the way, put up 34 points, 7 rebounds, and 7 assists. He went 12 of 21 from the field and 6 of 11 from 3. Andrew Wiggins, solid yet again. 18 points, 6 rebounds, 5 assists, 4 steals, and 3 blocks. Contributing in the box score and filling it up. Just a fantastic job by him. Draymond Green heard the noise and responded very well to it. He had 12 points, 12 rebounds, and 8 assists. Jordan Poole had 15 points off the bench. And Jalen Brown with 34 points. Al Horford, who had a great third quarter for Boston, finished the game with 19. Congratulations to Golden State on capturing their 7th title in franchise history, and congrats to Steph on winning his finals MVP. It's about damn time. And now time for a brief book review. Here's 100 pages in Bubble Ball by Ben Golliver. This anecdotal story from the Washington Post sports reporter detailed his experience in the 2020 bubble. The first 100 pages detailed that March night when the league shut down, what Gulliver was thinking during the lockdown and with the season in limbo, the league's plans for a restart, his ideal NBA restart, his journey to Orlando, and his experiences before and during regular season play, from quarantine to getting on the court. He also summarized some memorable performances from the regular season and during the play-in. It's a great recounting with exclusive access into the bubble. Gulliver gives a lot of insight into how people really felt about the situation, from entering Orlando to the social justice issues happening around them at the time. It's really, really an incredible read, and I'm looking forward to finishing it. And finally, of course, the latest trades and rumors from the association. So starting it off with the trades, we've had two so far to kick off trade season. The Nuggets dealt Jermichael Green to the Oklahoma City Thunder, uh, Denver receiving the 30th pick, and two future second-round picks in 2023 and 2024 in exchange for the veteran and a protected 2027 pick. OKC just stocking up on uh, draft picks with that one, but they also get a really solid combo forward veteran in Jermichael Green. 
uh, Denver. Uh, also equally stocking up on some draft capital, hoping to find some more diamonds in the rough late in the first round. And speaking of diamonds in the rough, that is what Houston is hoping to get after they traded away Christian Wood. The Mavericks receiving Wood in exchange for the 26th pick in the upcoming draft, Boban Marjanovic, Trey Burke, Marquise Chris, and Sterling Brown. Call 911 because this was a robbery. I, along with the rest of Twitter, was very surprised that Wood's trade value was this low. He averaged 21 points a game in 2021 and put up 18 and 10 this season. He's making $14 million next year. Wood is a really solid, a great young big man who is going to thrive and thankfully is in a better situation, a far better one than he was in Houston. Dallas getting someone who could pair very, very well next to Luka Doncic. Houston, meanwhile, cleared up more minutes for Alperen Shangun and the third overall pick, which was their goal initially, and they also clear long-term salary and add some depth to their bench. Moving on to all the hearsay, the Blazers have discussed a deal for their seventh overall pick with the Atlanta Hawks. Chris Kirshner believes that the Hawks can move up to seven to take point guard Dyson Daniels from the G League Ignite. He said, quote, the Hawks need more perimeter defenders, and he's arguably the best one in the draft. Additionally, Daniel's ability to be a playmaker with a point guard's handle should be intriguing to Atlanta. Now, despite Daniel's poor three-point and free-throw shooting and lack of explosiveness, Kirshner believes that he would be a great long-term fit next to Young, hence why Atlanta is trying to move up. Woj also noted that the Hawks are expected to be the most active team in the draft and free agency. They promoted Landry Fields to GM, where he and President Travis Schlenk will look to continue building through the draft and building on their recent success. One more Hawk headline for you, they're expected to be involved in the Rudy Gobert sweepstakes. Jake Fisher's sources said that Atlanta could make a combination of Clint Capella, John Collins, Kevin Herter, and the 16th pick available for the three-time Defensive Player of the Year. They're certainly not alone, however, because the Chicago Bulls could also be in the running for a Rudy Gobert trade. Nikola Vucevic has drawn interest in such a deal, but the Bulls are reluctant to include Patrick Williams. Vuce put up 17.6 points a game, 11 rebounds a game, and 3.2 assists per game this year on 47-31-76 splits. Williams is a young combo forward who averaged 9 points a game, 4.1 rebounds a game, and almost one assist per game. He shot 51% from three on relatively low volume. Chicago is also looking to shop Vucevic and Kobe White in a potential deal. In 61 games, White averaged 12.7 points a game, three rebounds a game, 2.9 assists per game on 43-38-85 splits. A couple more rumors for you. The Wizards are looking to trade up from number 10 in exchange for an established guard. The current guaranteed guards on the roster are Contavious Caldwell-Pope and Ish Smith. The Wizards are exploring options to trade for the Kings' fourth overall pick in an attempt to select Purdue's Jaden Ivey. And finally, the Sixers are gauging interest on Tobias Harris, Matisse Steibel, Furkan Korkmaz, Shake Milton, Danny Green, and the 23rd overall pick. They're doing whatever it takes to win with Embiid and Harden, the latter of whom is expected to re-sign with Philly on a short-term deal. So all in all, a lot of rumors going on around the association. It'll be very, very interesting to see 
who gets moved and where next Thursday. And that's going to do it for the Season 3 finale of the Boundless Handballing Podcast. I mentioned it on Instagram, but Season 4 will in fact be the final one for this show. It starts July 1st and ends fittingly on August 24th. I have a lot of great plans in store, a lot of familiar voices that you guys are going to hear, as well as a really good mix of new ones. I cannot wait to get started on this last season. Buckle up, come along for the ride. It's going to be an incredible summer. Until then, I'm Jordan Fekulin-Allen. Stay safe, stay healthy, be well, peace.